Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel. Thank you for being here. This is special coverage of COVID-19 and how the coronavirus is affecting the lives of those who live in and around Mansfield. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. Tarrant County officials issue a stay-at-home order to residents and workers. What is essential? We'll give you a rundown. U.S. Surgeon General talks frankly to Americans. Mansfield ISD launches distance learning. Mansfield grocery stores offer special hours for at-risk community. Mansfield City Council and school board elections will be delayed. Area brides scramble to rebook their spring wedding dates. In financial news, is it time to sell your 401k? A local advisor chimes in. Working from home for the first time in your career? A local home-based entrepreneur has some tips. And this week's poll question. If passed by the Senate, how would you put the government's $1,000 stimulus check to use? We will conclude with your chance to win a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue with the trivia question of the week. The news is next. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is about Mansfield. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Welcome back to About Mansfield. We're going to really, really, really encourage folks to stay at home. County Judge Glenn Whitley delivered a stay-at-home order in a press conference Tuesday morning to Tarrant County residents and workers. The order went into effect at 11.59 p.m. Tuesday evening. Judge Whitley says that staying home is our only option to flatten the coronavirus curve. We know that many of you are still working. Our, Our businesses have really put forward the effort to be able to continue to service the needs of our folks and our businesses, but at the same time do it in a manner not to uh, bring people close together. So what we're asking and what you're going to hear a lot of today is if you're working, if you go to work, when you get finished, go home. We're not looking for social gatherings. We want you to go home and to rest and then do everything you can to just stay safe. If you're not feeling well, stay home. Under the new order, Tarrant County residents should only leave their home for essential activities like a doctor's appointment or going to the grocery store. Those who work in Tarrant County are encouraged to work from home if possible. Only essential employees are exempt from the stay-at-home order, and all essential businesses must also comply with social distancing, which leads to the question, what is essential? There are three basic categories, essential critical infrastructure, which includes public works construction, residential and commercial construction, airport operations, water, sewer, gas, electrical, and the list goes on and on. Essential retail includes grocery stores, warehouse stores, liquor stores, gas stations, businesses that supply products for people to work from home, etc., including businesses that provide food, shelter, and social services for the economically disadvantaged. Essential services necessary to maintain essential operations, which includes trash and recycling collection, processing and disposal, funeral homes, plumbers, etc. 
And then there are other essential businesses, which include child care services and the news media. Uber drivers, rideshare services, taxis, people who deliver food, or taking people to essential businesses are also included as essential. If you live or work in Tarrant County, you are under the stay-at-home order. Please remind your employer if you are asked to report at work. I want America to understand, this week, it's going to get bad. U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams issued a stern warning about the coronavirus pandemic on Monday. I think that there are a lot of people who are doing the right things, but I think that unfortunately, we're finding out a lot of people think this can't happen to them. Speaking on the Today Show Monday morning, Adams stated that just one week ago, the United States had 4,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus. By Monday morning, more than 39,000 people were sick in the U.S., and at least 477 people had died. Adams stated that there aren't enough people who are taking the virus seriously. In particular, many young people aren't following the authorities' public health guidance. From Florida to California, people are still going to the beach. But now is no time for leisurely social activity, and everyone needs to act as if they have the virus right now and stay at home. Mansfield ISD is working diligently to continue the learning process while school facilities are closed during the COVID-19 shutdown. Distance learning officially began for all MISD students on Monday when the district launched its new online learning resources hub. MISD Student Learning Plans will serve as a comprehensive website for all students, families, and staff members. The online content is aligned with state standards for what students should know and be able to do. Lessons and resources are broken down by grade level and subject matter. MISD Superintendent Dr. Kimberly Cantu said that we're traveling down a road we've never been on before. This is all new for everybody. We're all learning together and pulling together. And I just want to make sure that everybody knows that we are going to be okay. We are going to make it through this together as a school community. We are here to help you and assist you. I just want to thank you for your continued support of Mansfield ISD and of this wonderful community. Be safe and be well. Distance learning will be provided in a variety of methods. Students and parents or guardians should work directly with the teachers to access their specific lessons and assignments. You can access the distance learning page via our website at aboutmansfield.com. Click on links. Several Mansfield grocery stores are offering special hours for the at-risk community, which includes senior citizens age 60 and older and pregnant women. Many stores began offering special hours after it was reported that seniors in particular were having difficulties getting what they needed. Also, public health officials expressed a concern about at-risk residents being in public areas. The city of Mansfield is asking that you please be a good neighbor and do your shopping outside of these designated times if you're not a member of the at-risk population. The list of stores and their at-risk shopping hours can be found on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on links. The Mansfield City Council voted Monday night to postpone the May 2nd mayoral and council elections. A definite date has yet to be determined. The elections will take place no later than Tuesday, November 3rd, 
which is Election Day all across the country, but could take place earlier than that with the approval of Governor Greg Abbott. The school board is expected to follow suit. Spring brides and grooms are having to scramble to rebook their nuptials thanks to COVID-19. Sisters Megan Cadella and Rachel Grossman are wedding planners based in Mansfield and co-owners of Gold Dust Event Co., they spoke with about Mansfield regarding the effect the virus has had on the local wedding industry. I would say through May, almost all the vendors that we know have rescheduled most everything um, through May. So um, that's definitely hard for on the bride's perspective. I mean, we feel terrible for all of them. It's awesome that they're rescheduling. Um, I've seen a few actually cancel or just have a lot smaller of a ceremony Um, and then plan to have a reception later. But it's really, really sad for sure. Everybody that has had a full schedule for the spring and has openings in the fall that would still have booked are accommodating the brides to reschedule. So while it might not have like, they didn't have to return any money, but it's just going to be costing them so much income that they would be booking right now for those fall weddings because now they're rebooked again. How far out are brides canceling right now? I, I know that some brides want to be the June bride. Is mm-hmm. it affecting June business so far? Yes, definitely. A lot, um, like we said, most people are like through May, but we've started seeing people talking about June and July for sure. I think July slows down a little bit just with weddings in our area because of the heat, but through June, a lot of people and then still talking about it and checking in to see what policies are with the vendors that they're lined up with just in case it has to go out further. And really, really hope that it doesn't because a lot of the ones that we've rescheduled have been to July and August. So it would be terrible if they all have to reschedule again. And how does a wedding planner adjust to all of this? Because some of the wedding planners that I know actually book the florist and the photographer and the DJ and and things like that. So how, how is this affecting your business? Well, definitely having a planner is probably best for the bride because right now they're having to deal with so much and it's a lot of stress. And we have seen on some different um, social media forums, brides that don't have a planner and they went ahead and rebooked a date with their venue and committed to the change and then went back to check with their other vendors and didn't think, oh, those vendors probably might not have my date available anymore. So then they're repaying for new vendors. So definitely having a planner, you know, on your side to help negotiate and figure out and talk to all of your vendors that you have lined up is definitely, definitely working in the favor for brides that have one right now. But as it goes for wedding vendors and how it's affecting our business, there's a lot of vendors that we know that might both be in the wedding business or like one's a DJ and one's a photographer. And it, I mean, that is their whole income that they're now pushing back into fall. So it's definitely, definitely affecting wedding vendors. It's crazy. The craziest thing that's ever happened, I feel like. With all the uncertainty going on right now, what advice would you give a bride, say, that's getting married in April or May that doesn't have the services of a uh, of, of a wedding planner. Definitely check with all your vendors first before you change change your date. Yeah, and don't cancel, reschedule, 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 and definitely the thing we've noticed is 
it's hard to make the decision to change, but the people who made the decision to change early are the ones who got the best new date with their venue and then the best options that are the best chance that their other vendors would be available. So the longer you wait to make the decision, the harder it's going to be to find a date. Do you have any happy news for brides? The good thing about in DFW, the DFW market is such a great market because everybody's really tight in it and so many people have created pages and if a photographer is not available on this bride's date and all of our other vendors were, then that photographer is reaching out to another photographer and saying, hey, would you take this one if I switch you? And everybody, and same with DJs and floors, they're really trying to work with each other and switch so that they're really not losing any money. So there's over 50,000 weddings in DFW a year, so almost a 1,000 a weekend. And there are so many vendors, but it is just a really great market of people that really are a community and work together. So that is definitely an upside for it. And we've really seen vendors, like Rachel was saying, pull together and also really try to help change and not charge change fees and things like that, because that is something that's built into a lot of our contracts. Megan and Rachel can be found at golddusteventco.com. In financial news, the Dow Jones Industrial has fallen as much as 10,000 points over the past month and has many people worried about their retirement account. Talking on his podcast earlier this week, Mansfield-based financial advisor Philip Washington of Stonehill Wealth Management says now is not the time to sell your 401k. The answer is no. If you have a good 401k investment strategy, stick with it, add to it. And what I'm telling everybody, uh, if that is the case, if you can, if you can afford to, especially with the money that we're going to be saving on oil uh, and going out, not as much entertainment, increase the amount of money you're putting into your investments over the next few months. And history says that you will be extremely happy about that three, four, five, six, seven years from now. Washington offers financial tips on his weekly Ask Philip podcast, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and other major platforms. With the stay-at-home order in place in Tarrant, Dallas, and Denton counties, many people are having to move their work from the office to their home. About Mansfield caught up with home-based entrepreneur Casey Lewis on Tuesday, who offers some sage advice to the work-at-home novice. Put on pants. (laughs) So every morning you need to wake up like you're going to work and go to work. So put on clothes. Don't go in your pajamas. And then, you know, every morning I wake up and just kind of create a schedule of what the day is going to look like. So uh, when I'm going to have lunch, when I'm picking up the kids, when I'm doing all those type of things, but then also like when I'm calling clients, when I'm doing paperwork, when I'm handling marketing things or, or specific times, just like I would if I were going into an office, have, have a full calendar because if you don't have them in place, you're going to be just kind of aimless throughout your day. Speaking by Zoom video, Lewis started working from home about six years ago, tending to his real estate and financial businesses, and says that working around distractions is part of the daily routine. You just know that they're going to happen, um, but you have your specific tasks that you've got to take care of. So, you know, if your kids are three, four or five years old and you're stuck at home, like the reality is it's going to be difficult. Work when you can work during nap time, work around it. Don't expect your toddler to realize that you're working right now because they don't get that. So my kids fortunately are older now, but when they weren't, I worked really early mornings and really late nights. 
now that my kids are older, my kids right now, while we're talking, are one's in her room doing her art project and the other one's sitting at a table doing something for science. Lewis concludes with some of the benefits from working away from the office. I think one of the cool things about working from home or being self-employed or anything in, in this world where you kind of your own boss or you're creating your own schedule is the flexibility to know that, um, you know, at three o'clock, normally I get to go pick up my kids from school um, at three o'clock. If I were at a nine to five job, I wouldn't have that type of flexibility. I get to take my kids lunch during the day that a lot of times people don't get to do if they're working a nine to five job. The trade off for that though, is that sometimes I take an hour in the evenings out to just hammer out some of the, the work things that I need to do. Yes, I get to go to the park with my kids during the day, but sometimes in the evening, I've got to take care of a client call or, or get a proposal out or something like that. It's important to realize that you've got this balance, but you also have this extreme flexibility right now where you've got your family at home, you've got your kids, you've got your spouse. Um, so if you want to take an hour to go watch a movie um, in the living room with your kids, go do that and then come back to work uh, because work's always there. You've got a unique time right now that you can hang out with your kids. When he's not serving as our city councilman, Casey Lewis can be found online at caseylewis.com. In this week's poll, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio once again took to social media and asked the question, if passed by the Senate, how would you put the government $1,000 stimulus check to use? Colleen? Well, Steve, with over 300 votes cast, the top three are... Number three, 17% said they would spend it at a Mansfield small business. Coming in at number two, 26% replied with, put it in savings. And coming in at number one, 35% said they would use the stimulus check to pay their rent or mortgage. We'll have the results of another poll next week. Let's check the weather for the upcoming week with Alexa. In Mansfield for the next seven days, Wednesday, 86 degrees Fahrenheit and partly sunny weather. Thursday, 85 degrees and intermittent clouds. Friday, 84 degrees and lots of clouds. Saturday, 74 degrees and partly sunny weather. Sunday, 75 degrees and intermittent clouds. Monday, 66 degrees and lots of clouds. Tuesday, 69 degrees and cloudy skies. No rain in the forecast for the next seven days. That looks like spring has sprung. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email at news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. We'd like to remind you that there are a couple of ways you can easily follow this podcast. Log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading, or simply click on the Subscribe tab on the podcast player you're currently listening to. Following or subscribing is free, and we will never send you any spam. As you can imagine, the coronavirus has turned everyone's schedule upside down, including ours. Our scheduled interview with the owners of Stevens Garden and Grill has been postponed until Mansfield restaurants return to regular business hours. The Mansfield events calendar has gone on hiatus as well because, well, there really aren't any community events to speak of. We mentioned earlier in the news that the Mansfield elections have been postponed as well. About Mansfield has already interviewed eight of the 15 candidates, and starting today, we will present all eight interviews alphabetically one week at a time for the next two months. This week, we will start with City Council candidate Tamara Bounds. We're back after this break. You're listening to About Mansfield. 
COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and the campaign 2020 in Mansfield continues with place two for city council. And uh, we have a guest in studio, and that would be Tamara Bounds, a candidate. Welcome to About Mansfield. Good morning, Steve. Good. How are you I'm, on this day? This is a, it's a beautiful day. Tamara Bounds, you are running for city council place two, and the election is coming up May 2nd. Why are you running for council? Well, it's a pretty long reason why. Um, I've actually lived in Mansfield for, oh, about 35 years, and I've been involved uh, when my kids were little, um, and then they grew up and left, and then I got involved as an HOA, and that's where I first met city staff and the city council. And then since then, I've been involved through the HOA. I've been on the Code Compliance Advisory Board. And then recently, I was on planning and zoning. And with being on planning and zoning, I learned a lot about the city. And I learned a lot about um, what makes the city tick, uh, the ordinances. And it just became logical to me that the next step for me would be to go to the city council where the final decisions are made. So you know you know a lot of the faces already in, in the city. I do. I've worked with staff, oh, probably about the last four years. I've really been active about nearly a decade with working with staff off and on, and um, recently probably the last four years. So I, I know them all by name and face. One of the questions I've been asking your opponents is, when's the last time you went to a city council meeting? I think that's kind of obvious, though, that you are always at the meetings. Are you? I am. Uh, I was at the last one that they had. They canceled, or not canceled, but rescheduled this previous one because of spring break, or I would have went to that one. And then the next time around, I'll be uh, at that one as well. What makes you the best candidate? Well, um, I've been around and I've been in through the city for, like I said, almost a decade. I know quite a few people. I've worked on a lot of projects with people in all areas of Mansfield. So I know um, some of the issues that certain neighborhoods may face over other neighborhoods in the area. And being as we're at large, it's good to know all the different neighborhoods in the city. Plus my experience as well, being on PNZ and the code enforcement and uh, just being present all these years. You mentioned some, uh, you, you worked on some projects here in, in, in the city. Name some of the projects that, uh, that you're most proud of. That I'm most proud of recently was working with the commissioners at PNZ on looking at revising our ordinances, so our planning and zoning ordinances. I'm very proud of that. Uh, very proud that we uh, updated our maps. Um, so that we can visually see them better with how much land use we have. I'm very uh, excited about that. Uh, a project that I worked on with downtown Mansfield, some
time was uh, the Watson Branch Project that's going to be a mixed use. And with that mixed use, it's going to be bringing um, some businesses and it's going to be bringing some uh, homes as well as some townhomes as well as um, some apartments. Uh, But it will open up that gateway down to downtown Mansfield. And we're hoping that that will bring the foot traffic that's really needed for those business owners downtown. You opened the gateway to a very controversial topic in Mansfield, apartments. So do we need them? Do we need more? Do we need higher density? Your feelings on apartments? Well... Here's what I think about apartments. Standalone apartments, I think we have enough of those. Um, In mixed uses, mixed uses, people need to understand, are like their own little environment. Um, They create a walkability. They create businesses. They create little pocket parks in there. So they're like a mini master plan. And in the mini master plan, what's exciting about that is that you're able to bring all different types and walks of people in that, and then they're able to uh, socialize and they're able to walk to the businesses that are in there. So with the mixed uses, I don't know that I consider that the same. However, I will say this, as with any project, uh, and even with Watson Branch, you need to make sure that you're looking at the impact that that uh, development will bring on the city and the school district as well. What's your vision for downtown Mansfield? Well, I met a friend that told me uh, about an acronym that I've held to heart, and it's called ACME. And it's art, it's music, it is culture, and uh, it is eating, so restaurants. And, you know, I really listened to that and really took a lot of different notes on that. And I think that that's what I see in a lot of historic downtowns, that once they have that model in place, um, the culture alone brings and attracts people to downtown. I think it's important that we get enough foot traffic down there, enough um, interest downtown to help promote the, the businesses as well, and to give people um, an interest of going. So really, it needs to be a destination in my book. And with all of those um, different um, uh, happenings going on down there, it, it attracts all different ages and all different levels of people downtown. How do we get it to become a walkable uh, place where people gather, whether it's uh, whether it's a tourist destination or for residents to go? How, how do we get it to that next level? One thing that I see that I believe the council's already approved is the lighting on the buildings. And I know that that has got some uh, work that we need to look at that. But I think that's a very positive thing because that will give the lighting that we need downtown, but it will also help create a little bit of a culture, uh, a little bit of eclecticness, if you will. And then I think advertising... um, Um, Having events more down there uh, would help. And the advertisement can come through um, local advertisement or some of the things like I've heard about Third Thursday. I go to Third Thursday a lot. Um, uh, Continuing to advertise those things. Um, I'd even like... I even would like to have an electric billboard down there that would advertise some of the things. But a lot of advertising, I would think. You mentioned you uh, you worked on the PNZ board. If you could change one thing in the zoning code, what would that be? 
oh gosh, I've, we've already changed several things in the zoning code. We've already changed the square footage of the homes. We've already changed um, how much square footage. We've already changed um, the types of homes that could be in there. So in the zoning itself is a lot of regulatory. I would like to see a change in our land use, which is a little different than our ordinance. Ordinances are rules and regulations. Our land use is what we of Mansfield, the people of Mansfield, have come together and said, this is what we want to see in different areas. So for me, I would like to see us come together and I'd like for us to explore our land use, see where we are with that, see if we're adhering to our land use and see if we need to revise that. All right. Here's a hypothetical. The you're, you're, you've been elected to council. The city has uh, received a $10 million grant, and you are the manager of that grant. What would you do with the $10 million? Well, now, I've been asked that question, not that dollar amount, but what would I be do if I had a grant? Well, there's all kinds of things you could look at, but what would have the long-lasting impact? And for me, I would love to see a senior, a true senior citizen's place, true not the MAC, not that you go and rent something, but a true place for our citizens, because a lot of us, including myself, are aging. And we would like to be able to have a place to go and be able to play pickleball all the time if we wanted to play pickleball. So for me, if I'm going to invest that amount of money that would make a long-term impact, it would be in the state-of-the-art senior citizen place with the buses, with the pickleball uh, courts, all of that. That would make the best impact. Because everybody gets old. Yes, and so do our roads. And so if you sunk that money into the roads, we would be repairing the roads again. There you go. Our park system, are we on the right direction or we uh, should, should there be something else going on? We've got a wonderful linear trail. We've got a dog park that's about to open. We've got uh, wonderful parks here. Um, what do you think about our parks? I think the parks are great. I've worked with, uh, and most recently, with uh, another person to get more land dedicated that would connect my area where I live down to potentially Rose Park. So um, I think it's great. It's just a matter of continuing our efforts on getting the parks, uh, the linear trail connected effectively so that more people from where I live up north would be able to get on our bikes and ride maybe down towards Walmart if we wanted to. If elected, do you have any ideas that you want to bring to council? And so I guess the general question is, do you have an agenda? So that's pretty broad. Um, <laughs> I would like to see more communication. I will say that the city is striving to do better with communication and transparency. So I will give them that. But I would like to see some sort of committee, some sort of um of ability to reach out to all the HOA leadership and be able to hear from them. Because we are at large as a city, we're not attending one section over another, and each neighborhood has their differences that they struggle with. And I think that if we could uh, figure out how to tap into that quarterly and hear what's going on, that would be proactive as well. Um, of course, tax is a big thing, and I have my opinion on taxes. I would like to actually see us go in that direction. And um, 
infrastructure. I'm really big on that, and I'd like to really see us look at that. And then finally, uh, attracting businesses, uh, sustainable businesses, commercial businesses that are very competitive with our border cities. Well, let's go back to taxes. People are complaining high and low and all over the place about property taxes. And I, the, the, the homestead exemption has, has come up. Um, how, can, how can Mansfield residents uh, get some relief on their taxes? Well, look, Steve, I'm going to tell you that it, it's not real easy to look at that because there's a lot of complicating factors with budgets and, and with debt that we already owe as a city with trying to get our infrastructure in place and, and bring in different types of businesses. But having said that, we have grown a lot and, and our economy has really grown and we're setting at a pretty, pretty place there. Um, we, I was looking at the taxes, and we have just last year grown $9 billion in our property values. That's a chunk of change. Um, and then taxable value is probably about $7.7 billion. So knowing that we are growing and our sales tax is increasing uh, at about 8% every year because of all the retail and restaurants that we brought in here. Um, I think that there's several plans that can be put in place. We can look at new money that's coming in uh, with our uh, taxes that we're collecting every year. Uh, that's a big chunk. We can look at our sales sense tax to maybe offload uh, some of our bills in the general fund off to that. So I think there's several different things that we can do. The point is going to be getting on the council and setting and working with staff and working with other council members that will be open to looking at the opportunities. But I think it's a realization. I think it can happen. And isn't the city losing tax money when they're giving tax breaks to to some of the new businesses that come in? And would that not help offset property taxes? These are abatements or incentives, I think is what you're referring to, Steve. Yep. And yes, um, you're right, because these abatements and incentives can last for years, like 20 years. Uh, and then uh, businesses can come back and ask for them again and again. Um, I would, and I think recently the city has redefined how that they would give out their incentives and their abatements, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, we are there. We're not in 2008. We're not in the recession days where we need to get these uh, companies to come here, for gosh sakes, they come here already on their own. They know that this is a good place. So my idea for that is if they're coming here and they want to build here, what are they going to provide for Mansfield? Uh, we need to save. If we're going to offer any kind of abatements or incentives, oh my, that should be for Amazon coming here or big, right. some kind of big company that's going to come here that's going to generate good dollars for our economy, good jobs for our economy. But um, we have got to revisit, and I think the council has already started looking at that with our incentives and our abatements. Let's talk about another topic that will help uh, help bring tax money into Mansfield. Um, Arlington's got it. Pantigo's got it. Grand Prairie's got it. Even Venus has retail alcohol sales. Mansfield does not. 
the local, you have to go into Arlington to buy a bottle of tequila, vodka, bourbon, what have you. Do you suspect that? Do you, do you envision that Mansfield will ever step up and and um, and pass an ordinance to allow retail alcohol sales? I think that they will. Um, I think that that's not at this moment, but I think that eventually they will. There are very good uh, places like Total Wine, I believe, that would love to come here. Um, And the alcohol sales in itself generates a lot of tax revenue. But I think it's just a matter of educating people on what type of... um, business you're bringing here that will sell that, where are you going to put it? Um, Of course, we need to be able to um, design it, how we want it to look, how we want it to operate. So we would want to have our hands all over that. But I think as much as we're growing and and the diversity that we have, um, I, I would see that on down the road. Tamara, what do you do in your free time and what do you love best about Mansfield? Well, I have 11 grandkids, so in my free time, I'm usually spending it with my grandkids. Um, I like the parks, and so we do the parks. Um, That's what I like a lot about here. When my kids were little, of course, the schools were uh, a draw for us, and, and then we just stayed here. I like downtown Mansfield. I go down to the historic downtown Mansfield quite a bit. I like walking around. I like the music that they have down there. Um, I like um, the fact that we are still, even though we've grown, we still have held on to that small town feel somewhat. And I believe that the downtown historic Mansfield will help us continue to hold on to that small town. And I think that's why a lot of people move here. And I think that's why a lot of people still stay here. Small town. I was doing some research for this show a couple of days ago, and I went back through the census. The first census in Mansfield was taken in 1880, and there were 248 people here. We've grown a little bit since then. Yes, we have. (laughs) A lot since then. You're running against two other opponents. Uh, Have you met your opponents, and what makes you different from them? Yes, I have. Um, I've met met both of them. Uh, Actually, I know one of them really well. I think what makes me different than the rest of them um, is my experience in actually being involved in the city, my experience with actually the citizens of Mansfield. Um, I have been involved from everything from uh, getting streets fixed to new ordinances for the gas wells to air cleaning for the concrete batch plants to lighting for downtown uh, Mansfield to um apartments to everything. And so I've been really involved. And I think that makes a difference that helps me understand all the people and what their issues are and being able to sit down and talk to them. Because after all, I've been on that side of the fence with them. So I think my experience um, with the city and involvement with the citizens, I think that that gives me an edge over my opponent's. And with three people running for place two, if you're not victorious, what's uh, what's ahead for Tamara Bounds? Same. 
I'll still be involved. Still be involved. I'll still um, be on a committee. I'll still go before the council and talk to them like I've done in the past about you need to look at these things. You need to fix these things. I'll still be here. I'm not going to go away. (laughs) I haven't, and I'm going to still be here. Uh, But I'm going to tell you, I think it's a good time uh, for me to go on the council. I think it would also be a little bit of a healing process because I I have worked with the citizens in Mansfield, and they know what I'm capable of. They've been there with me at city council. Do you have a website? Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have a LinkedIn page? How can people find out more about Tamara Bounds? I have it all. I have a website. It is TamaraBoundsForCityCouncil.com. So pretty easy. I'm on Facebook, Tamara Bounds. So you can hook up there. Uh, I'm also, um, I have my cards, signs. Um, I'm not on Twitter yet. Um, I'm a little old school with some of that. Um, Instagram or Snapchat? Uh, well, Instagram, my grandkids are all over that. So I try to be a little bit more proactive on Instagram. Uh, but um my website, and I'm always out and about. I'm at the meetings. Um, my Facebook, it's very active. Um, so go there and visit all of that. And it's Tamara, T-A-M-E-R-A. It is. All right. Tamara Bounds. And give your website again one more time. It's TamaraBoundsForCityCouncil.com. Before we part ways, is there anything that I didn't ask that you would like to address to our listeners? Probably our infrastructure needs. I hear a lot of complaints about infrastructure, about our roads and the need to have our roads widened or uh, repaired better. That is a focus of one of mine when I get elected to the council. Uh, Some of that comes from being able to look at our impact fees that we are um, issuing to developers to make sure that we are getting the, the most impact dollars to help build all of those things, as well as are we generating enough good revenue through our sales tax and through our fees and fines and and franchise fees to be able to pay for that. And then finally, getting better bids on our roads so that once we lay them down, they're good to go and they don't fall apart. And so we don't have to go back and rebuild them. You're right. They need to be there for a while. Tamara Bounds running for place two on city council. Uh, Good luck on May 2nd. Well, thank you, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on About Mansfield. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at Mansfield mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to About Mansfield. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's a specific news story or feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by email at comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. That's 817-435-2938. We will read or playback some of the comments 
in a future show. Congratulations to Rick Sales, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What song was Ella Mae Morse most noted for singing? Rick knew that the answer was Cow Cow Boogie, and he receives a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. Colleen, a little fun fact about Cow Cow Boogie. It's been covered by the likes of Ella Fitzgerald, Frankie Lane, Ray Stevens, Mel Torme, and even the Judds but it was Mansfield's Ella Mae Morse who sang the original version. After we come back from the break, this week's Trivia Question of the Week, I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, and this is about Mansfield. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease may include fever, cough, and shortness of breath. These symptoms may show up 2 to 14 days after exposure. If you are experiencing these symptoms and have come into contact or are in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult with a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Welcome back to About Mansfield. It is time now for the highly coveted, most sought-after Trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Big D Barbecue. They are pumping out smoked tender meats with a unique organic sauce paired with local craft beers since 2013. They are located next to the railroad tracks at 226 North Walnut Creek Drive right here in Mansfield. And you can find them on the internet at bigdbarbecue.com. Let's get to this week's question. Many longtime Mansfield residents have fond memories of the Cowbell Arena, which was located where Legacy High School now sits. The arena was established in 1958, and the Cowbell Indoor Rodeo opened in 1959 with year-round events every Saturday night. This week's question is, who established the Cowbell Indoor Arena? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, who established the Cowbell Indoor Arena. Good luck and thanks to Jordy and Gary at Big D Barbecue for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, continuing coverage of the coronavirus and how it affects the lives of Mansfield residents, we will talk in studio with City Council candidate Scott Bowman. The show will be released on Wednesday, April 1st. No fooling. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just go to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and enter your email address on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. Thanks for listening. For Colleen Daniel, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.